When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame, the blue part of the flame. And nothing else. Welcome to Sportsfire, the sports comedy podcast that joins the Manning cast an hour after the game ends to show Cooper my beads. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the free Odell app, which just got another update, playing in Matthew Stafford's headset instead of any play call, and accepting the Mets GM job because we were told it came with a cool visor. Coming up in a bit, New York Yankees World Series champion Nick Swisher on behalf of McAllister's Deli. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Cam Newton scored two rushing touchdowns in his return to the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately, after the first TD, Newton received a 15-yard penalty for hitting the nail too hard on the head. Meanwhile, photos emerged this week of Patriots quarterback Mac Jones doing child modeling, holding a tennis racket, and wearing a polo. In case there was any doubt left, he was the white man for the job in New England. After a mistake-filled loss to the Washington football team, Bruce Arians called his Bucks team, quote, very dumb. Tom Brady called the accusation unfair, then drank concussion water. Brady's media availability after the game lasted only an extremely petty minute and 43 seconds. Apparently, pliability exercises can't fix a sore loser. Odell Beckham Jr.'s Rams debut went according to Baker Mayfield's plan. The wideout caught two balls for 18 yards. After the game, Matthew Stafford told Beckham he reminded him of a young Tim Brown, but also he was having serious vision problems. That should have been obvious to anybody who watched. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll accidentally threw a hand warmer instead of a challenge flag against the Packers on Sunday. Even worse, the refs overturned it. Luckily, this was the least dangerous false flag Carroll has ever believed in. Seahawks safety Jamal Adams recorded his third career interception on Sunday, tying him with defensive tackle Vince Wilfork, making it the most embarrassing third pick since Trey Lance. With the interception, Adams now pulls three ahead of Winston Churchill on the all-time list. After a 16-16 tie with Detroit, Steelers running back Najee Harris said he didn't know that was allowed in the NFL. Not a tie, a week without a Lions loss. After week 10, the AFC playoff picture is as muddled as ever. The current favorite is the eventual Super Bowl loser. NBC's Chris Collinsworth pointed out this week that he's about to call his fifth Super Bowl, and the first four all included the Patriots. So if you're a betting man, it sounds like this year's Super Bowl will be unwatchable, even on mute. As his free agency heats up, shortstop Carlos Correa said Derek Jeter didn't deserve any of his gold gloves because of advanced defensive statistics. Correa said it's nothing against the Yankees, but also unrelated, he doesn't think Joe DiMaggio deserves to have his number retired, and he's pretty sure he could come up with some people who had ALS before Lou Gehrig if he had the right research materials. And now it's time for a segment I call, Has Gronk Stolen USAA Insurance Coverage from Military Families Yet? No, he has not. Stay strong, military families. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves were fined $250,000 for an illegal offseason practice at owner Alex Rodriguez's mansion. At this point, A-Rod's just one NFL suspension away from an EGOT. Rodriguez promised the NBA he'd be doing things by the book from now on. Unfortunately, the book he was referring to is called How to Cheat the NBA, but only during practices. And Coach K's grandson, along with Duke star Paolo Benchero, were arrested on DWI charges. According to reports, the pair swerved so hard Coach K's back got injured. Coach K punished the players with an indefinite suspension. It lasted from 10 a.m. Eastern to tip-off. That's it. Coming up next, enthusiasm world champion Nick Swisher, courtesy of McAllister's Deli. How you doing, bro? I like that sweatshirt you got on, bro. I had to. I wasn't feeling. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't feeling the hat today. I have the hat in the other room. I went with the sweatshirt instead of the hat. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, I mean those I are it, those are my bona fides. I promise you, you're talking to a diehard, and I'll, I'll bring up a couple of moments later. Uh, things I've been waiting to pick your brain about for like ten years. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit me, bro. I'm ready. Bear I'm with ready. me. Bear with me. But first, let's let's just learn. I'd love to know a little bit more about your partnership with McAllister's Deli for a holiday. So just talk me through what you guys are doing. Oh, this is absolutely amazing, right? Listen, let, let me start it off by saying my wife is an unbelievable host, bro. Like, it doesn't matter if we're having Christmas holiday, right? Thanksgiving, right? Anytime we can get the family together, whether it's having, you know, one of the minor leaguers spend the night at the house for a couple of days, she's got like all the toiletries and everything laid out. So around the holidays, man, I knew I needed to step my game up, right? So I needed to call in the big dogs, right? So that's when I called McAllister's. I was like, guys, listen, I need some help. I need to learn all these tips and tricks that my wife already knows. Listen, McAllister's absolutely synonymous with unbelievable hosting, right? Cleanliness, their staff is off the charts, absolutely amazing. And so for myself, man, anytime I can work with great people, I want to do that. And McAllister's Deli are those people, man. So I'm really, really excited. We've got a holiday hosting hotline on November 24th from 4.30 to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time for anybody that needs any sort of help on the holidays. If you're hosting at home, listen, it's not all about getting 800 people together for the holidays. It could be four, it could be five, it could be three. At the end of the day, man, we want to help. We want to make your holidays the best ever and teaming up with McAllister's Deli, we're going to make that happen. Amazing. We've got, you know, we got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Which one do the Swishers go more all out for? Like, do you host, <laughs> do you host one and not the other? What's your, what's your situation? Nah, bro. I mean, it's the Swishers, bro. We go big all the time, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> so at the end of the day, man, you know, this year is absolutely a little more special than most. Uh, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving Day this year. So I'm really, really excited about that. But I mean, come on, any chance you get to have the families together. Listen, we've been away from each other for almost two years now. So to be able to have these amazing holiday feasts with our family and friends, I mean, I don't know about you, bro, but Family and friends are all I have, you know what I mean? So to be able to have that closeness around the holidays, I want to be able to do what we can to help people and to also make you know, it a little easier, right? It's not always easy hosting, right? You got to make all the meals, the whole nine. So for us, man, teaming up McAllister's Deli, bro, with the recipes, you're able to use anything you want. Take some of their recipes, mash it up a little bit into one of your own, anything you want to do. Personally, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish and what is your least favorite? <laughs> personal favorite side dish is Nick's world famous pasta salad, wow. bro. Absolutely. What? Blow your mind with this thing. It's absolutely the most chunkiest pasta salad you've ever had in your life, man. I made it up. I don't know. 
how many years ago, just chopping up a bunch of my favorite things, putting it into a pasta salad. Cause let's be honest, bro, who doesn't dig carbs in general? And for myself, bro, I can eat that stuff all day long. Favorite Nick's world famous pasta salad, least favorite. And thanks to my aunt Betsy stuffing, bro. Not my thing, dude, at all. Maybe I'm scarred from earlier in life with the weight of the stuffing on my plate. I'm not quite sure. Either that or cranberries, bro. Boo on cranberries, bro. I can't make it happen. Wow. So for myself, dog, cranberries and stuffing are down. Everything else, bro, I'm all for it. That's uh, that's interesting to know. So cranberries very much down. Uh, I feel like cranberries are down in the dumps. Can you give cranberries just like a patented Nick Swisher pump-up speech right now? I feel like they're feeling bad. <laughs> like, listen, cranberries, hey, man, I know you were there. You know, we're, we're, we're with you. Right, you may be down now, but you're gonna be back up, right? We may not be the team that you need to be with, but somebody else is gonna pick you up, bro. Wish you the best of luck. We're gonna love on you for life, bro. Best of luck, cranberries. Not in the Swisher house. Bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so pick a pie out of these three. What's your favorite pie? Apple, pumpkin, or a shaving cream pie to the face from AJ Burnett? Oh, bro, shaving cream pie from AJ Burnett any day. A close second, pumpkin pie. I miss my grandma so much, man. She made the greatest pumpkin pies on the planet. So, I mean, listen, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things that you know about the holidays branch back to the way you were raised, the way you were growing up, the way your family did holidays. And so for us, man, pumpkin pie was always such a huge thing, man. So we try and do our best to replicate my grandma's, but it never ends up being as good. That's amazing to hear, man. Um, and I'm sure AJ will, you know, like give way to the grandma's pie. Too, like, <laughs> just a little bit. Just yeah, a he won't bit. be bummed if he learned that. So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about the Yankees a little bit. Let's let's start off with the 2021 team. Um, and I feel like you're the perfect person to answer this because a lot of people who have never been in a locker room talked a lot about how this year's team was lacking energy or lacking chemistry. And we just don't know. You were on an sure. 09 team where sort of you brought the instant chemistry and the instant energy. Um, you sure. know, so are people speaking from a position there where like, was there maybe really something wrong that we, you know, that, that can't be quantified or was it just, you know, it, was the team's energy up all year long? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't, I mean, the energy, I, I, I don't know if I can answer on the energy. Mm -hmm. I, can, I, can, I can answer on consistency, mm -hmm. right? It was a very up and down roller coaster season, right? But also too, if you want to branch it back to the 09 season, we didn't really hit our stride until about middle of that year. And, you know, and, and with the new guys that came over, Rizzo, Gallo, all these new big name, like, you know, big personality guys, right? It takes a little bit of time to gel together. I could not be more happy to see Aaron Boone back in the dugout, mm -hmm. bro. He's so great for those guys. I'm interested to see Louis Rojas, bro, is going to be a third base. Talk about a huge addition. He, I mean, bro, he's jacked, which means he's energetic, which means he works out, right? Like, need that. And I'm interested to see, you know, with, with the hitting coach and the first base coach, there's a, there's a real great opportunity to bring together a great staff to really be great role models for all of our players in that locker room. Listen, I mean, it's tough to get mad at a 90-win season, but we are New York Yankee fans, right? And we expect the best, right? We expect 110 wins, World Series, bro, every year. And at the end of the day, nobody changed those expectations because that's what makes the Yankee fans different than most, right? Yeah. And so for me, listen, I 100% I agree. Uh, listen, it was a tough year. There's no doubt about that. But don't lose the faith, baby. Like, listen, we got a killer offseason coming. Like, we got Brian Cashman still running the ship, right? How Steinbrenner doing his thing. At the end of the day, man, listen, I'm an optimist. I'm always looking at the positive side of things. 
I just think at the end of the day, man, you know, getting those guys together, uh, getting that camaraderie just a little tighter, uh, getting to know each other a little more, and that's going to come with time, right? Uh, obviously, I think there's going to be some new faces come the 2022 season. Uh, I think we're all kind of excited to see what's going to happen there. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, the camaraderie that you have inside that locker room has to be something special. So listen, bro, I mean, I, I don't have any tricks to the trade, right, or, or any sort of crazy pieces saying this is what you need to do. Uh, I just remember back on the greatest teams I've ever been part of, man, the camaraderie was something that nobody could mess with. And as a fan, you know, you, and, and you bleed that pinstripe, right? You want to be in the locker room with those guys. Um, but listen, man, you know, being a Yankee fan uh, is something special, man. And it's knocking on that door, bro. We're going to bring a championship home soon. And 2021, 2022 could be that season. I, I agree with you. It is embarrassing how much passion I feel for the team, considering I have never been anywhere close. <laughs> but, bro, that's what makes Yankee fans the greatest, right? Like, they're part of something. And at the end of the day, right, if you feel like you're part of something, that's a special feeling, right? You don't have that for everything. And I think that the Yankees do such a great job of incorporating their fans and making it that Yankee universe, right? And making it tight and fit together, man. So, you know, listen, I mean, it's been a minute since we won, but we're going to get one here real soon, baby. We're going to get one. I agree. And I'd love to talk to you about my two favorite Nick Swisher moments of all time which I don't know. I'm, re- I'm ready. Bro. I wonder, I don't know if you're going to see these coming because they, they're the moments that really resonate with me. I've been meaning to ask. I mean, you know, I've been waiting my whole life to ask you about these, but I would love to get your insight. My, my second favorite Nick Swisher moment of all time um, was when you were at Fenway Park in 2012, down nine, nothing to the Red Sox in that random April game. And somehow you hit a grand slam. You also hit the double that flips the score to 10-9. And that moment of you on second base, just basically tearing your jersey off and looking (laughs) at the sky stuck with me forever. What can you tell me about that game, that performance, and what's going through your head at that moment? Oh, man. Never felt that sort of emotion, right? Like, literally, if I would have grabbed my shirt, I would have ripped every button. Like, it was the moment in my life where I felt closest to, like, Superman or, like, the Incredible Hulk or, like, Cause listen, bro, we're in Fenway. We're getting blasted on, dude. These guys, you know, fans are letting you know about it all day long, right? I hit a homer off Padilla, right? Which I mean, you know, Vicente Padilla, bro. Like mm-hmm. that guy's crazy, right? So hit that, right? And then all of a sudden, come back and and hit that double off Alfredo, and it was just like, oh my goodness gracious! You know, Jeet slides across home. I'm looking in the dugout. They're looking back at me, right? There was such an energy going between. 20, you know, 30 guys right there in that moment. And I just happened to be in the middle of it, bro. And something I'll never, ever forget. You know, listen, I mean, I, I think there's a gif out there uh, of me, like, just like, bro, pounding on my chest. Like, I felt like King Kong. Like, I was just invincible at that moment. Uh, but, bro, that's amazing, man. Bringing me back to that, dude. It makes me smile for sure. Because, you know, listen, man, those, those, uh, those things don't come along very often. And they definitely don't come along very often against the Boston Red Sox. So to be able to do it in Fenway when, bro, you could have heard a pin drop after that double for sure. So definitely a cool moment for me. Amazing. And, and I'm going to hit you with number one, too, which I think is something I'm sure you remember very well. You caught the second out in game six of the 09 World Series. And not only did you catch it, but you immediately turned to the right field bleacher creatures and sort of pointed like one more. Like you, it, it was just so clear you knew your role on the New York Yankees and in the franchise at that moment. And you knew who to celebrate with. You know, you were about to celebrate with your teammates, but you took that moment with the fans too. So talk me through that, like time slowing down. The World Series still went out to go, but it's starting to feel real. I, I, I would have been nobody if it wasn't for the fans, 
right? I, I, we are who we are because of the fans. And for myself to be one of the lucky individuals that gets to share such an unbelievable relationship with the bleacher creatures, as well as the rest of the Yankee fans, bro. I mean, even to today, when I go back to New York and I'm walking down the streets, bro, I get random high fives from people all the time. And I'm all for that, but I understand how privileged and blessed I was to be able to have that relationship, bro. If, if, if I wouldn't have had that relationship, it, it, it wouldn't have been the same. Uh, but I think there's a lot of similarities between Yankee fans and myself, man. You know, going out there, just giving it all you got and just enjoying every minute because, listen, man, every time I turned around, man, it felt like I had an army of people standing behind me every day. So to be able to have that sort of strength in numbers uh, can make an average Joe like me uh, turn me into something special. So to be able to have that, man, was something I'll never, ever forget. Uh, a relationship that I hold so near and dear to my heart. And and you never know, man. Like maybe one of these days I'm back in the dugout, bro. Who knows? Who knows? I ain't certainly not me. Um, you know, you mentioned we haven't had a parade in a while. You've been a part of the last one. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, do you have any behind the scenes stories from 09 parade day that some somebody like me would would kill to find out? Oh, bro. I mean. I, 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 bro, Adam, me and you, bro, we just the same, dog. It just ended up happening that I, I, know. I was on the squad. But I just remember walking up the steps, and all of a sudden, I kind of, like, bump into somebody because I had my head down, turn and look up. Who was it? Bro, Jay-Z, bro. Standing right there. I was like, oh, my God. Bro, Jay-Z was there. I mean, oh, celebs all over the place. I'll never forget one of the coolest signs was somebody had it, and they said, I'd give, I'd give my firstborn to party with Swish. And that was the coolest sign that I think I've ever seen. And whoever wrote that sign, I never forgot it. We tell that story all the time. So, I mean, something you'll never, you know, you never ever think that you're going to be part of something that amazing, part of something that special. Um, you didn't take, you didn't take the firstborn, though. You, you let them keep their firstborn. No, definitely. Get right back. You can have it back, man, but we can party, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. But it was just such an amazing time, something that you'll never, ever forget because, I mean, bro, it was raining. It, it, it was snowing in October, right? It was snowy paper in October, and it was absolutely magical. And can't wait to experience that one of these days one more time. Me no? neither. I, I'll, I'll wrap with this. Uh, you've, this has been a total pleasure. You are such an impossible guy to fight with or, or get in an argument with. It seems like you hate no one. And during your Yankee career, the Red Sox rivalry was sort of on the back burner. So I just have to know, like, are there any Red Sox from that era that you actually hate? Or, or is it even possible for you to hate somebody like that? Yeah, I, you know what? It's funny, bro. It's like uh, when you're playing, uh, you've got this big, at least for myself, you got this big chip on your shoulder, right? It's like, it's kind of like, you know, you against them and it's so competitive and it's an alpha driven sport in the whole nine and everyone's trying to show like who's tougher and who's stronger. But bro, when you shut it down, like I, I'm softy, bro. I got two, two little girls, bro. I, I'm hugging and loving on them all day long. You know, I would say if there was one person that I didn't really get along with very well with in Boston was John Lackey. Bro. Wow. We didn't quite get along well at all. But now that I'm retired, if I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, hey man, you were awesome, bro. Like, I loved our battles. Like, what an awesome career you had. Because, like, you know, listen, like, when you're done, it's like, well, I don't need to be that guy anymore, bro. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not competing against anybody. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself every day. Amazing. Uh, amazing insight. What a hang. You know, obviously, you're, <laughs> you are an 
you're even an underrated hang. You know, it's it's people aren't even rated. <laughs> bro, I appreciate that. Thanks, bro. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for hanging out. And uh, everybody check out McAllister's Deli in the hotline. Uh, give Nick a call so you can have the same experience I did. <laughs> Nick Swisher, everybody. Man, an absolute dream. Hey, when he said that we're both the same, do you think he meant that I'm good enough to play for the Yankees? I think he did. I think he meant that. I, I've wanted to do my Nick Swisher impression for Nick Swisher for like 10 years, and I didn't do it because I, I babied out. But here it is, Nick. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you what, man. Bro, I'm just out here living the dream, bro. It's unbelievable. Nick, that's for you. And now, my final flame. The college basketball season has officially begun, which means we've arrived at the doorstep of Coach Mike Krzyzewski's farewell tour. It also means we've lost one of the last honest men in collegiate athletics. Because when the game transformed from four-year cycles of familiar faces into a sport dominated by the one-and-done, Coach K said no. Not on my watch. Not until I'm ready to start doing it. And a few years later, when K gave in to the one-and-done trend, like a man of honor, he decreed that nobody but nobody would do it better. Outside of Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Gonzaga, maybe Auburn, arguably Syracuse, and probably Oregon. That's just the kind of guy he is. Because you see, Krzyzewski is bigger than any one trend. He's bigger than any one conference. He is, in fact, bigger than the sport. Though I'll give you a dollar if you've ever seen him act like it. Unlike, say, Alabama's Nick Saban, you'll never see Kay's presence tower over that of his kids stealing the spotlight. And I assure you the Farewell Tour 2022 calendars that got distributed on campus featuring four large photos of Coach K were nothing but an oversight. As were the commemorative candles featuring Kay photoshopped onto the heads of prominent saints. As were the paper bags of Coach K breath that were being sold by his family outside Duke's home opener as was the petition to rename Cameron Indoor Stadium, Coach Cameron Indoor Stadium, featuring 35 signatures of what experts believe to be Coach K's handwriting. Certainly, if that is the case, Coach K believed he was signing something else. For example, 35 separate sandwich orders for his kids. Because that's who he really cares about after all. At least, that's the Coach K I know. Most of all, Coach K is about loyalty. That's why he never endorsed recruiting freshmen who'd immediately leave for the NBA until he did do that. That's why he never left Duke after starting there, not because of his fear of being a catastrophic detested failure in the NBA, but because of loyalty. And that's why he never left his teams when the going got tough, unless he had a back injury, which happened always. This year, Coach K will finally humbly accept the celebration that he's always deserved, and he'll do so with what doctors tell me is a smile. Finally, the spotlight will be all on him, for the first time all minute. That's it. My thanks to Nick Swisher, man, courtesy of McAllister's Deli. I'll see you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.